Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spirit Room Podcast. I'm Melissa White, and I'm here today with a beautiful, beautiful guest. Her name is Denise Simone, and she is a certified transformational life coach, intuitive healer, and she combines life coaching with spiritual principles to support others in their own healing. Um, She's someone that I don't even know. I think I just happened to see... Uh, a post of yours that was shared and we ended up being friends on Facebook, although we've never met um, or spoken before. I felt this really, really deep um, uh, connection or pull to um, the energy, you know, that, that um, Denise is embodying. So um, it's a real pleasure and a treat to have you. So thank you, Denise, for being with us. Thank you, Melissa, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I mean, I think that, um, it's kind of interesting how the universe kind of brings us the people that um, that are going to be, you know, important for us and to have experiences with. So even though we haven't met before, I feel like we're going to have a lot to share, you know, with each other. So I guess I would start by asking, uh, where in the world are you calling us from today? Oh, I am from New York. I'm on Long Island. Okay, wonderful. And have you always been there? I have. I grew up here um, in New York. I did. Le- You're on the West Coast, right? Yeah, I'm in Vancouver in Canada, just outside. Oh, I thought you were in California. Okay, I. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, no, in Vancouver. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. I um, because I was going to say I lived on the West Coast. I lived in Nevada for um, a few years um, back in my 20s, but then I came back to the East Coast. So that's wow. where I, that's where I am right now. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And what would you say has been your greatest um, inspiration um, going into this line of work? Or can you talk to us a little bit about how you came into um, this work that you're doing? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah, we've got lots of time. So go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, you know, this for me, I don't it's I don't even know if it's a line of work. It's almost like I, it called me, you know, and I think that's what it is for a lot of us when we are in this, the healing profession, it, it calls to us um, and usually through our life experiences. Right. And so that's what happened for me. I, I originally in my twenties was a elementary school teacher for uh, almost a decade. And, um, you know, I was going through, down that road. And I always knew, even when I first started teaching, I kind of knew it was only the first like stepping stone for me and that it wouldn't be a forever thing. But at that point in my life, um, things, you know, were unfolding for me, but you know, you have a sense, you have an intuitive feeling, but you don't have the whole picture. Right. So I sensed it and I just kind of followed the breadcrumbs, but, um, I, didn't exactly know where I was headed. And then simultaneously while teaching, I found myself in a lot of, um, I I found myself in relationship patterns that kept repeating that weren't very pleasant. (laughs) I'll just say that. And um, I got very, you know, uh, frustrated after a while. And I think that is how oftentimes we awaken, we start to rise in consciousness and self-awareness is we we start to notice things that aren't working in our life, right? And 
the frustration builds up and then we have to have, we have no choice but to start to take responsibility for it. And so that was during that time I hired my first coach and I started working with her and a whole new world opened up for me. And I started to know what it, what it meant to take full responsibility for yourself and how to look at yourself without judgment and to really go in and, you know, identify the emotions and the mental chatter that are subconsciously running us, you know, and it just fascinated me. And that's when I knew I was like, this is it. This is it for me. And that is in a nutshell, how I kind of made the tr- the move from school teacher to life coach slash healer. Right. That's interesting because I actually taught a preschool before. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then I had sort of the same thing. I had uh, two really tumultuous relationships that I had to awaken somehow, you know, and it was series of life experiences, like you were saying. Um, And I think it's true. Most people that I speak to, um, they've had some kind of challenge, difficulty, trauma, uh, loss, grief, something, something that is a great challenge that it's either they have the choice to awaken and kind of step into their power or kind of stay stuck, right? So it sounds to me like, yeah, your your journey really started from empowering yourself. Yes. I Yes, I was really, you know, and it's funny, like as a kid, I can remember always knowing that there was something more. I, I mean, I can go back as early as eight, nine, 10. I wonder if this is true for you too, where you have moments where you can recall feeling like there was something more, you, there, there was something here that you were supposed to do, but you didn't quite know. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always carried that feeling with me. And I remember even asking myself like that big question of like, why am I really here? I mean, I was 11 and I was saying this to myself, you know, and, but, um, but then life goes on and then, you know, you, you trauma happens and things start to happen where you kind of fall asleep and you you start going through the motions of life and then i really do believe that it often takes you know that those conflicts and those challenges to reawaken us and so yeah that's what happened wow and so then did you um obviously you took some kind of um uh coaching course or what was your sort of um process like with that yeah, I worked with a co- I worked with a, several coaches, but the first one I worked with the longest for, you know, 2 years one-on-one, and she really worked with me in um uh, uncovering all the emotional blockages that I had um that I was carrying around. You know, I realized in my 20s that I had shut off emotionally and just kind of disconnected Um, I knew, I knew something wasn't right. I knew something was off. I had, I lost that sense of joy in myself, you know, and, and, and I was taking it out on my relationships. I was kind of going into relationships with the intention to find that joy again. And we all, we know, or I will remind us that we can't find that joy in external things. You know, that's something that comes from within, but I was so desperately wanting it that I, I was seeking it in my relationships. And that's what kept sabotaging the relationships, you know? 
Um, and she really worked through that with me to find the root of that and where that was born out of. And so from that, the healing took place. And so I can say my certifications and my, Mm -hmm. my coaching was powerful, but really what makes what I, how I connect, how I think I connect well with people and why I enjoy it so much is because of my own healing process and how I was able to discover that for myself that it now it helps me to work with people. So when they're when they say something to me, I can like pinpoint, you know, like I I totally resonate and I get that because you know that was how it unfolded for me. And you know, we always seem to call in those people that <laughs> mirror us, you know. Yes. Yes. I so resonate with what you're saying because I think the reason why uh, people do seek out, you know, um, people like us is because they're looking for someone they can sit with that's going to hold space for them without judgment. And actually they can feel trusting that, okay, this person gets it. They've been there or they can, they can empathically get there, you know, like it's, it's that kind of feeling that um, a sincerity, you know, so if you've never gone through anything where it's brought you to your knees, mm-hmm. um, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, I, I think it would be super, it would be more difficult, uh, to be able to kind of relate on that level, um, heart to heart or, you know, soul to soul yeah. with someone. So I certainly, I agree those experiences, you know, the, the toughest things I think are often very much at a, a place where they're kind of like a, a leaping point, you know, where we're kind of like opening up to this new energy, new experiences, new opportunities. Um, so yeah, the fact that you're, you know, you're helping people to make that transformation, but I love the empowerment and the idea of having people take responsibility because I find in my own uh, work that I'm doing a lots of times, most of the time people seek me out for spirit communication. So that's one thing, but the, you know, more intuitive readings and life readings and things like this, uh, psychic readings, which I, you know, sometimes falter. I don't know how much I like that word to describe what I'm doing, but still, um, I find people want answers, yes. but they're not always willing to, uh, do the work <laughs> that it takes to kind of change their life. And I get it. Cause I've also been there and I find myself, I do that too sometimes. Um, but I think that in my opinion, uh, the world needs people like you and people, um, like me who are going to say, okay, here's, you know, here's what's, here's what's happening energetically. And now let me help you to empower yourself, you know? So we're not actually providing the healing, you know, we're allowing that person to get to the point where they can find the healing within themselves. Absolutely. I totally, I 100% agree. And it's funny that you say that about, um, the psychic profession. Now, I I have a story of a great example of that for myself because I um, listen. I I respect all healing professions, like completely. I don't. You know, I want to just put that out there. Um, but for me, there was a point where I felt such desperation for answers, and mm-hmm. um, and so I also know that's why self-empowerment is so, so important because we can get to this place of, of feeling so hopeless and wanting somebody else to give us the answers. And, um, it, 
the example I want to give is where I knew I had, and I, and I know that when people listen to this, they're going to, they're going to resonate with this because we all have the intuitive gifts. We all know what's best for us. Right. And, and I was going through an experience where I knew, and I had the answer. I knew intuitively what I needed to do, but I didn't want to do it, you know, and I just had to take the action and follow through. But what was preventing me were my past pains, issues, wounds, um, and the things that I didn't want to confront within me. And so it was keeping me from making that choice. Meanwhile, I was going to intuitives and psychics to have them give me an answer that I didn't want to hear or that I did want to hear. You know what I'm saying, right? And, And I was losing my power. I was giving my power away. And, um, And when it was all said and done, I reflected and looked back and just, you know, I had to forgive myself. And I think forgiveness is a very important piece of healing, right? It's a huge aspect to self-healing is to forgive ourselves for the places that we know, we already know, and it's already within us, you know, it's just, we disconnect because of fear and we don't want to make those difficult choices, but on the other side of it is such self-empowerment, but it took me going through that very difficult experience of giving my power away to realize that I had it the whole time, you know, and, and that sense of frustration only fuels me more to want to help people. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. I've been through the same similar thing and I, it is something that I'm so conscious of when I'm working with people in an intuitive way, you know? So um, I've had to have a lot of chats with clients about the purpose of this reading, you know, and like how I can help you to look at the energy, look at maybe potential, potential for the future, but never saying, this is the answer, do this, don't do this. You know, I think those days of, um, you know, psychic and fortune telling, that kind of aspect, I think it's, it's in the past, you know, I, I think that we're looking towards hopefully, um, greater understanding, higher consciousness for everyone, you know, so that we're, we're kind of all coming from that place of, you know, looking within, right? So I, I love, I love what you're saying there. Um, I'm wondering what has been your greatest challenge on your spiritual journey? Like, what have you struggled with the most? And how have you sort of overcome it? Oh, boy. Um, well, that's a really great question. I would have to say one is self-trust. I'm going to I know that's a that's a very broad topic. Um but and I know that's also the purpose of the of healing is to trust right. ourselves, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as much it is as it is self-trust, I had to look at um the ways in which I've trusted myself even when I didn't realize I was trusting myself. Um, that has helped me to even build my, my self-trust more because a lot of my journey has been, so this might answer it as well. I've had to make choices that didn't coincide with what was expected of me growing up in order to align with my truth and follow my my soul, you know, the, in the direction of 
where I know I'm being guided, I often had to make one very difficult choice after another. And when I say difficult, I mean, it wasn't the choice that society or the, you know, the norm would make, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If that makes sense. Yes. And especially like in the family, you know, I was was brought up and raised in a very, um, you know, just a, a family where that it was very normal. Like, you know, you, you were raised to do A, B, and C, Mo- like most families, right? Yeah, sort and- of conventional. <laughs> What's that? Conventional. Conventional, yes. And I always found myself having to make the choice that wasn't conventional. And if I did it, if I did go in the other direction, I felt it so deeply that it was so uncomfortable. And so maybe I would make the choice, but then I would, you know, take the reroute myself and take a longer time because I didn't, because that's where the trust had to come in. I had to constantly trust myself that Denise, even though it doesn't look like the, the right answer, it has to feel like the right answer. I had to just follow my feelings. And I think, um, that yes, that was the most difficult part of it, and that's also why I'm so passionate about helping people connect more to their emotional well-being, and not just work with them at the mental level, like you know, changing our thoughts. Because we can change our thoughts all we want, but if we feel like crap inside, and if we emotionally are feeling unbalanced and not connected to ourselves, all the positive thinking is not going to help us, right? So we have to. We have to trust what we're feeling. And that means we have to, you know, reconnect to our emotional guidance system where, where a lot of us, we've disconnected because, you know, we've often been told to do, to do certain things rather so we look a certain way rather than trust ourselves so we feel a certain way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've been taught to trust the logical, the tangible, what we see right in front of us. But we've been really discouraged along the way to trust our emotion or to trust our inner guidance. Um, I think it's changing. You know, I see it in my own kids and, you know, new generation where I feel we are sort of learning to trust those, those aspects of ourselves more. Um, But I hear what you're saying completely. And I, I think that, you know, it's one of those things I sometimes will have experiences with clients that I'll tell them something about themselves that I that I'm perceiving. And they'll go, No, no, that's no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah, maybe not on a um, in the mind, you know, in their mind in their logical human mind, they're thinking, No, I, I believe this about myself. But it's coming up because somewhere along the way, energetically, uh, it, they don't actually, their soul isn't believing what their mind is believing, you know? So I think we know, we know what's healthy for us. We know what is going to be best and empowering for us, but sometimes energetically um, it's not happening. And that's where, you know, some, some coaching and healing comes in and that can be this, this super huge transformation. Yes. Yes. Because our ego, like the mind wants to keep us very safe. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really think it wants to hurt us. Like, like, you know, the ego gets such a bad rap in the, in the spiritual community. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's really not bad. It just really, it wants to protect us and it wants to keep us safe from anything that maybe we felt um, um, as a child, we didn't feel so safe or we didn't feel like, you know, we were um, validated. And so, you know, as we, as we grow um, into our um, adolescent and adult years, we just shut that part of us off because, you know, we had, we were sent so many messages, um, the uh, false messages, you know? And so, um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, it, ma- it makes sense that it is a protective mechanism. Where it probably has really, um, sheltered us from maybe experiencing things that we might not have been completely ready, you know, to experience. But the most beautiful kind of healing I find is that when someone is willing to look at themselves, you know, and even if it's hard, and even if there's things that, you know, are are hard to see, uh, it's amazing what can happen when someone is willing to do it, you know, willing to actually, I think that's what when people say doing the work, Mm -hmm. I think that's what it means, like literally being able to look at your own your own energy, your own actions, your own feelings, your own thoughts, intentions, um, and being really honest and truthful, then you can kind of get to this authentic place. Um, so I think that's important. That's, that's, that's exactly what it is. That's all it is, is con- constantly looking, redirecting our attention back to ourself. Cause it's so easy to place, you know, blame or to um, fall victim to our circumstances, but we have to always remember we're creating our circumstances, you know, and, and if we are, you know, the common denominator of everything, then it always has to go back to us looking at what we're thinking, feeling and doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what do you think about spiritual bypassing? like in the spiritual community. Is that some, like, do you have a thought or a, an insight into that? Yes. And I think I touched on it a little bit earlier when I, um, without really using the term, um, mm-hmm. but just when I mentioned, what did I mention? Um, oh, um, like trying to think positive all the time, um, but still in a, you know, emotionally disconnected from ourselves. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that to me is what spiritual bypassing means because there's such an emphasis on the um, shifting thoughts and, and positive affirmations. And I think that's very helpful and powerful tool. Um, but I also think that it's not useful at all if we're not getting to the core of why we would have to do that in the first place. Yeah, Exactly. Right. There's, yeah. a, there's a reason why we want to think positive. Our thoughts should always be positive. That's our natural state, right? But if they're not, there's a reason underneath that. And that is usually, that's always connected to our core wounds. And those are the places inside of us, you know, that's another term is our shadow self, right? The places we don't want to look at um, we or we resist looking at. And I think a lot of what I like what I love to do when I work with people is help them to not fear the shadow so much because um, there's so much freedom on the other side of it. When we look at, you know, what, 
why exactly are we having conflict? You know, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us and there, there's nothing wrong with us. It's just that where we've decided there was a moment in time where we at an unconscious level decided that there was something wrong with us. We made that choice. And so because we decided it and we shamed it, we, we repressed it and pushed it away so we don't have to look at it. But that doesn't mean it's bad. <laughs> it just right. it just means we made some kind of decision around it that was bad. Um, but what we resist persists. So if we the more we resist it, the more conflict's going to show up in our life, right? So it's very crucial to look at those places inside of us because otherwise we can try to think positively and we can try to, you know, um, do all the the surface level tools, right? Um, but I've not found them helpful unless I did the deeper work. That's just my experience. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I know that's wonderful to have that um, insight for people. Um, what would you say is, you know, your advice that you would give to really sensitive people um, that are sort of dealing with a bit of anxiety or overwhelm, you know, what do you, what would you, what would you offer? Um, well, what I've learned about anxiety is that it's, or, or feelings of overwhelm is, is that we're not present We're that's ha- occurring because we're not present with ourselves. We're either too far into the future or too far into the past. And um, so like a a tool, if you're, I can offer a tool, but I can then also offer like why that happens Um, Mm -hmm. besides being too far into the future and too far into the past. um, We're, we're, what's real, what, how would I think when something like that happens is it's our, in my terms, our soul is calling, it's kind of like, signaling us to come back to ourselves, right? So I don't like to judge anxiety as good or bad, or it's a signal in our body that's asking, it's inviting us to come back to reconnect to ourselves. And the quickest way that I know, I mean, there's two things that I really encourage. One is inner child work and really working with somebody to um, understand more deeply why we're having this anxiety, or why we're feeling these feelings because inner child work simply, it sounds very woo woo and, (laughs) but um, it's powerful in terms of us really coming back to meeting our needs, you know, the needs that we didn't get, we didn't receive um, growing up that possibly we, we are needing, uh, well, not possibly we're, we're obviously needing them in the present moment because of we're having all these symptoms, Right. And so inner child work helps us to meet our own needs. Um, and then the other tool is um, breath work, being very conscious of our breath. Um, and even if that takes like five minutes a day to just come back to conscious breathing, um, combined with meditation, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. The um, inner child work, I agree. You know, when I when I bring it up, sometimes I do feel the same way. It's like, oh, sometimes people look at it as so cliche, mm-hmm. but it is such um, it's such an important piece. I think that no matter who you are, there's got to be 
something um, that you may have experienced that you you needed, you know, as a child that you might not have received, you know, and it's not about blaming, you know, and it's not about um, dwelling. It's not going into victimhood. It's actually, yeah, like you said, meeting that part of yourself and, and speaking, I find like speaking to yourself the way that you would like, you would speak to a child or imagining, you know, as an adult, you're speaking to your five-year-old self. Would you speak that way? And usually it's a no, you know, we, we tend to be so um, at times so critical or so mean to ourselves um, as adults. And so, yeah, just thinking about like that little, that child that would need, um, need some understanding and need some comforting. You know, I think that nurturing is so beautiful. Yeah. And that takes a lot of practice. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's taken me a very, very long time to build. And I'm still building that relationship with myself, you know, where I had first, even for my inner child to, to like talk to me and communicate with me and let me know what she needed because I shut her off for so many years, you know, like I just, I had to build first that reconnection with her of self, of trusting like her trusting me, you know, because I shut her out for so long that she wouldn't even talk to me, (laughs) you know? So I really had to work with, um, and that is where a really good healer or coach can come in and help you um, identify that part of yourself. Because if you've disconnected it from that part for so long, it's without a third part or, or without a help from the outside, it could be very confusing and hard to connect back to that part of you, you know? Um, so that's where I encourage, um, I, what you said in the beginning about being like, we're, I believe you said we're, we heal ourselves, you know, we are our own healers. Um, and we're, I think a good healer is just there to remind a person of that and also to give them the space and um, yeah, the safe space to come back to that that connection with themselves. So we're not really doing anything, but we're just reminding them and we're giving them that space to do that. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I, I always like to say that, um, you know, I'm just reminding you of what your soul already knows. I love that. Um, perfect. You know, it's like, <laughs> It's, it's that inspiration, you know, sometimes it's just one phrase mm-hmm. that we might speak, you know, and then the person is like, oh, it's a, it's an awareness. It's a familiarity of something, maybe a little missing piece that needs to come back into um, their life, a little missing piece that needs to come back to their soul, you know, calling their energy back to them, calling their power back to them. Um, so that's, yeah, that's exciting to me to, to witness that. Um, yeah. And I do, I'm a huge believer in the power of sacred space and holding space for somebody else. Um, and it sounds so simple and I guess in a way it is, but it takes so much, um, I feel like on the soul level, um, so much awareness and so much uh, sensitivity to be able to do it. And people feel it, you know, people feel um, sincerity. They feel people's intentions. People know when they're in that space of being held, you know? So I think that's I agree with you. Yes. I'm also wondering about 
books, any, I'm sure there's lots, but any books you can recommend or speak about that really have changed your life, made an impact on you? Um, gosh, there's so, so, so many, but I figured, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, one of the first I read was the power of now, you know, Eckhart Tolle, um, that I remember it's funny because sometimes we have to read things, drop them and come back to them. And the Mm -hmm. first time, the first time I read it, it didn't hit me. Um, and then a few years later I picked it up again and it just, you know, shifted me in a lot of different ways. Um, another one that's a little bit more, so it's very spiritual based, a little, a one that's more practical based is, um, expectation hangover. That's by, um, Christine Hassler. She's a life coach. Um, phenomenal, probably one of the best that I know out there. Um, and she wrote that book. It's excellent. And it gives real practical tools if anybody's looking, you know, yeah, it's just a, it guides you through every level, the emotional, mental, spiritual, and behavioral. Um, and it's, it's a really wonderful book. It's one of those books you wish you wrote. (laughs) Um, and then one that I just read, that's not really a self-help book, but um, you might have heard of it. It's uh, called Untamed. And yeah, are- I, love it. I love it. You read it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these books so are much- all so different from each other, yeah. but um, they're they're all phenomenal. And I just love Untamed because it's there's so much vulnerability in it, and I just believe that that's how we heal. That is, you know. Healing comes from our willingness to be vulnerable. And so when somebody else is showing up that way, we can't help but feel that, you know? And um, and I think it gives us permission to be that way ourselves because there's such a stigma around it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So much truth in that book. And I mean, I loved Glennon before. I read um, Love Warrior a few years ago. And then reading Untamed, I'm just like, wow, this woman, you know, she's definitely gone against her, um, you know, what was expected of her um, and completely like transformed her life. She's gone through, um, you know, battles with uh, addiction and all kinds of things. And like just this amazing, empowered vulnerable beautiful soul so it's it's you can't help but read it you can't help but be inspired it's just like an amazing amazing read um so yeah I totally agree I'm wondering when you're going to write a book because I know I can feel that there's a whole there's a whole book inside of you so I'm just wondering if that's something you're working on I get that a lot I I I get that a lot. It's a little eerie because in this week alone, I've gotten, you know, that question and, um, it is something that's coming. I just don't know how or when I, I don't want to force it. Um, (laughs) but I know that, that there's a part of me that's probably resisting a little bit. Um, but I know it's coming and I'll let you, I'll let you know when. No, I mean, I just encourage you because um, I feel so much anytime I read anything that you've written, I just feel like it's coming from a purely like soul 
place. You know, there's just this, this inspired, you know, divine kind of um, energy behind it. And your words are written in a way that people will get it. It's palatable to people. People will understand it. Um, and so I think that there's a huge message that you have. Um, and I think that, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it comes together, you know, or how you kind of what the end product is. Um, but I certainly, yeah, I would totally encourage you to, to do that. Cause I do think that the world needs your words. Um, the other thing is, um, I think you were mentioning too, that you were kind of, um, thinking about a podcast and I think that would be a beautiful thing to, to put out as well. Yes. That, you know, when you messaged me that day, I, I think I mentioned, I shared the story. I was asking for spirit. See, there I go again, not trusting myself (laughs) and asking for spirit for a sign, you know, please, if, um, you know, if I, if I should go in that direction of podcasting and not even two minutes later, you, you know, sent me an invitation to be on your podcast. And I kind of found that, I found that to be a little wink, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I think so. I I think it's a wonderful way to get, you know, to, to actually work creatively, you're working creatively, but also, you know, connecting and um, it's a way to reach people, you know? So I think, um, yeah, I would, I would love it if you, if you did, I'll definitely be a listener. Um, yes, your encouragement. Oh no. Yeah. I, um, I just wanted to read, um, some of these quotes that you've written just for people to get a taste of what I'm talking about here. So, um, this latest one that I saw, so it says, worry less about staying positive and focus more on staying in integrity. And I absolutely love it. Like, I think that is so encapsulates exactly what we've been sort of discussing today. Mm. Um, uh, Learning to become comfortable in the discomfort is how we allow the miracles to unfold. And this is literally what I say to students because they come and they, they're wanting to develop their intuition, but they're also, lots of them are mediums themselves and they're wanting to have the spirit communication. And the first thing I usually tell them is that you have to get used to being uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because uh, you're going to need to put yourself out there. You need to trust yourself. Otherwise, this is going to be this isn't going to be something you're going to be able to um, do. You have to be used to um, being out of your comfort zone and trusting yourself. So I, I totally resonate with that. Yeah. And the great thing about that is the more we do it, the more comfortable the paradox of life, right? The more comfortable it does become. It's just that initial first hundred, hundred times. Yes. And I I think after a while you start to crave it. Like if you can surrender in a class and just put yourself out there and and go out on a limb and, and give what you're perceiving, then in life, you're going to start to feel more comfortable putting yourself out there and surrendering and and not hanging on so tight and not having those rigid expectations of yourself and actually being open, you know, so I think they go hand in hand. That's why if people come and they're like, well, I don't want to do this professionally, I say, that's totally fine. You can come to these classes and you can develop your soul, develop your self, you know, and they kind of, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, the, the other one that I just wanted to have people hear is that we, this is what you've said. Uh, we are taught to believe successful relationships are ones that last. The truth is successful relationships are the ones that we choose to learn, grow and heal from. And 
I love this because um, I've had two marriages um, and now I'm engaged again and I'm, I'm with an amazing partner and I know this is my, you know, my, it's a very much a soul connection. However, um, when I was younger um, and, and my marriage was falling apart, I felt like such a failure. I felt like I really messed up and it took a long time to start to realize that no, like there's things that as painful as those experiences were, there are things that I could not have learned without that exact situation. Mm -hmm. And so when people come to me and they're having these like, Oh, there's feelings of guilt um, about wanting to leave, you know, wanting to leave their, their relationship. I often come back to that thinking like, well, the purpose is not always uh, eternity. You know, the purpose may very well be that this is something that we need to teach each other, learn from each other. So I really, yeah, I really thank you for that quote. I think it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that just comes out of my own pain of forcing relationships. I, I, you know, because of that message were sent that, you know, exactly what you said, if it doesn't work, we're failure. And um, because out of that belief, uh, it was an internal ingrained belief that I believe many of us carry, we remain in unfulfilling situations because we're believing a thought that just isn't true, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, it it breaks my heart, (laughs) it breaks my heart, but. Yeah, I've had even, um, uh, some people in my life that had been married for a long, long time, like, I don't know, 30 or 40 years or something. And when I was talking about leaving, um, at one point there was a, a relationship that had been quite, um, just quite challenging in, in ways that I didn't feel safe in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the wife said to me, well, we've been married for, you know, whatever, 30, 30, 40 years. Um, and, uh, you know, we went through that too and we're fine. And I'm thinking, are you really fine though? (laughs) Like, is that how you're defining success that you just didn't leave each other? But you know, like there's no, you know, there's no, um, uh, there was no, that I could see any caring love, um, any kind of connection between those two people. It was kind of just very empty. Um, and that's, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to go back to what we talked about earlier is that we base success on what something looks like rather than what it feels like, you know, and it, and it's just, it's changing. Like you said, I believe we're, we're going, we're moving into a different direction now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And don't you think too, that once you see the light, once you see the truth, you, it's impossible to go back to being like blinded. You know, it's like you kind of get on this, you get on your, you're, you're awakened mm-hmm. and then it's like, Oh, you can't tell yourself any more lies at all. You can't, and you can try. And, and, and I believe spirit can even put a lot of things in front of you to, I don't like to say test, but just to give you a deeper connection with yourself to show you more and more the truth, you know, um, and it's up to you to keep choosing, to keep choosing the next right direction for yourself. But you're right. Once you feel that glimpse of it, it only grows from there. Yeah. yeah. And in some ways, I think sometimes people think that the the awakening process is going to be so beautiful. And I'm like, well, 
it's lovely and it is beautiful, you know, but ultimately, yes, but it's not necessarily easy. There's going to be so many times where it's like, oh, this would be easier if I was in ignorant bliss, you know, in a way. Um, but, but at the end of the day, yeah, the, the ultimate, uh, you know, beautiful healing that is occurring is, is amazing and worth it. Um, but sometimes going through it doesn't feel so much though at the, at the time anyway. No, going through it is not. And I believe that's why a lot of us resist it, but the other side of it is so fulfilling. (laughs) If I can leave people with that, it's, and it's not like you get to a place and I, and this is one of, you know, the things that I like to say is you don't just get someplace and then it's always sunshine and rainbows, but you get to a place where you're now different. You're a different person. Um, and it's not that you had to change or you had to get be better or because anything was wrong with you. It's just that now you're standing in your truth and your power. So when something is confronted, when you're confronted with something, you can handle it with much more integrity. And that's why I like to say it's not about positivity. It's about integrity. It's about being so aligned with who you, who you know, know yourself to be that a challenge doesn't have to be so challenging anymore. Right. And you can, it's knowing you can handle whatever comes, you know, no matter what it is, you'll, you have faith in yourself, you know, that you'll, 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 um, you'll get through and not only you'll get through, but you can thrive, you know? So yeah, that's, I mean, that's amazing. I am, I'm just like so grateful that you, um, that you've been here and you've shared so much with us. I really, really appreciate it. Um, tell people how they can find you. Yeah. Um, well, they can find me on Facebook with all, and my Instagram is where I put all my quotes. Um, and denisesimone.com is my website. Um, and I offer all different coaching packages there. If somebody feels called to need support in any way or guidance. Um, yeah. And the podcast is coming soon. <laughs> yes. Do let me know. Cause I will definitely, um, share that information as well. So uh, thank you for, thank you so much for having me. I was such a wonderful time talking to you. Oh, it's, it's amazing. I, I think I'm really, you and I have a lot more in common than we think. <laughs> than uh, we yeah, think. No, definitely. I can feel it. So, so appreciate it. So thank you everyone for listening. Um, definitely check Denise's um, pages out and um, follow her there and um, just continue to enjoy the rest of your summer, you guys, and talk to you soon.